Tuesday, February 19th, 2019. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City here in Denver, Colorado. You know, we get together every single weekday, and we talk sports, and we try to do it with a dose of common sense. Hopefully, we can make you smile here or there, and we are happy to have you here with us today. Happy Tuesday to you. You know, you have now survived Monday. I know it's only Tuesday, but you did at least get Monday behind you, and now we can move on with our week from here. Hey, if you'd like to contact us and let us know how your week is going, we would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosesports at gmail.com, or you can go over to Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at dailydosesports. And if you've got a question, if you've got a comment, maybe you have a suggestion for us here at the show, that is one of the quickest ways you can get a hold of us. It doesn't have to be anything huge. Maybe you've got a question about a specific team. Number of times, we just get quick questions over on, say, Twitter. We'll just reach out and throw you a quick answer right back. Maybe it's something we'll end up using on the show, but if nothing else, we will always interact with you. We would love to hear from you. Also, make sure that you stop by tpublic.com where you can pick up some of the latest Daily Dose gear that we have over there. Just search Daily Dose in the search bar. Scroll down until you see our Daily Dose logo, and there you can find a number of items over there. We've got Daily Dose t-shirts, we've got Daily Dose sweatshirts, we've got Daily Dose hoodies, we've got Daily Dose stickers, laptop covers, cell phone covers, a number of items over at tpublic.com for you to pick up for yourself, or maybe for that Daily Dose listener in your life, but make sure you stop by tpublic.com. Hey, today on the show, we do have something a little bit different for you. We're still pretty hungover from the wild President's Day weekend. But never fear, because we have some of the best of the Daily Dose Sports podcast for you. Today, we are flashing way back. We are going back to April of 2015 to check out a Daily Dose episode from the past. Now, on this episode, we were actually joined by a surprise guest in the studio. We didn't really know he was coming, but he stopped by. And we talked about the recently released NFL schedule at the time. Plus, the NBA playoffs had just started, and so we talked a little bit about that first round of the NBA playoffs that was underway, and you know, there was a team in the NBA at the time, and they had been a long-time great team. We were starting to wonder if maybe we were witnessing the end of their era in the NBA. Kind of listen to this and see how that all turned out, but it is very interesting to go back and listen to some of these past episodes. And today, we do even have an NBA-flavored Daily Dose Top 5 for you today. So sit back and relax. Enjoy a throwback episode of the Daily Dose. Wednesday, April 22nd, you are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, sports writer from Denver, Colorado. Hey, you know, we release a new podcast every Wednesday, and we bring you just a little bit different of an outlook on the world of sports than you are going to get anywhere else. Um, you know, you can download, you can listen at your leisure. The great thing about the podcast, unlike the radio show that we had back in the day, uh, you can listen to it when it's convenient for you. You can download it to, you know, your listening device, listen to it at the gym, listen to it when you're at work and you don't feel like doing anything else, listen do it while you're sitting in traffic and you can't move you can subscribe to it you can share hey a couple different ways you can get this podcast uh like we've told you we have our own page on itunes you can get it on itunes but let's say you're not an apple person let's say you're not an ipod person you're not an iphone person 
going to give you a couple places you can get it. Uh, if you are a person that uses Android and you're not a person that you know is using the iPhone apps, uh, go to Podcast Addict, download that app. Go to Podcast Republic, download that app. Same thing uh, as what you would get on iTunes, downloading directly to your iPhone. You can download them directly to uh, you know those devices that you have there. Hey, we've got a couple things for you today. I've got a couple things for. You. I got some big news for you today. Hey, I had someone email me just recently. And if you listened to the Daily Dose uh, back in the day of it being on the radio, you might remember a certain caller that we had, Raymond from D.C. And Raymond from D.C. emailed me and he said, hey, I just happen to be in Denver. Is there any way I can come into the Daily Dose studios and see what you're doing? I would like to check it out. Raymond joins us today in studio. I'm gonna. I, I didn't. I didn't bring in the second microphone today, but I'm going to uh, throw it out to him and just have him say hi real quick. You may remember some of the greatest calls in the history of of the Daily Dose came from Raymond DC. Uh, Raymond, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Clint. Uh, he's going to be sitting here. We have a live audience today of one, and he's going to be sitting here. I, I may have to throw a couple things out to him uh, and just ask him a few questions. As usual, he always has some great comments, and we want to make sure we get those. But you know, I've got to be honest. You're, you're, you look different than what I expected. I, I, I wasn't sure. You know, I thought maybe you were white. Looks more like Zach Randolph to me. Um, so if you want to contact us, make sure you you, uh, you do that. We have a number of things to get to today. And like I said, you can email us now. You can hit us on Twitter. You can hit us on Facebook. Add us on those. Might liven those things up. This week, we've got a lot of things to talk. We've got NFL draft coming up. The NFL schedule was, re- was released last night. We want to talk about that. Going to be heavy on the NBA today. We've got a lot of a lot of playoff stuff happening right now. Got to talk a little bit of Major League Baseball and a very popular segment as usual. We've got to talk our Daily Dose Top 5 plus... We have a big announcement I'm going to get to in just one second. We will get to an announcement that I have for you guys. I told you last week we had something cooking for you. I got something coming. Uh, like I said, uh, the NFL released its schedule last night. I thought it was interesting. And this is just kind of how the NFL works right now. The NFL dominates year-round. It is always, always about the NFL. Right now, we have NHL playoffs going on. We have Major League regular season baseball going on right now. We have, uh, the NBA has playoff series going on right now. And what did you turn to last night when it hit about six o'clock, uh, Mountain Standard Time? You flipped over and you watched the NFL release their schedules. We already knew the teams who were going to be playing. We already knew who was on the schedule. Like I knew the Broncos this year are facing the AFC North and the NFC North. I already knew that. And you know what? When it came time, I still flipped over because I wanted to know what time they were going to be playing. I wanted to know what day they were going to be playing. I wanted to know who was going to be the opening game, and I wanted to see who I'm going to be watching on Thanksgiving Day. The NFL dominates the headlines year-round. It makes no difference. You've got a playoff game. Last night, during that, we had Celtics and Cavaliers in Game 2 of a playoff game. I don't care. I want to see what time my NFL team starts. Got a couple things coming out in the world of sports today that I want to uh, get to you real quick. Jameis Winston... Jameis Winston says that the uh, employees at that store, you know, they took the crab legs from, they had kind of a deal going with Florida State. They kind of just let them walk out with whatever they wanted. Now, there's a couple thoughts that I have on this. He says, uh, you know, what am I supposed to do? They just told us we could have stuff for free. Last week I had come in, you know, the week previous, and I had gotten some other things. So I came in that night, took $32 worth of crab legs and crawfish, and we kind of had an agreement and an understanding that they they weren't going to do anything about that. 
first thought I have on that is, okay, then why'd they stop you? If you had this agreement and there wasn't an issue, then why'd you get stopped? Second thought I have is thank you for throwing Florida State completely under the bus. Because if that is the case and there was this agreement, you're getting illegal benefits. And that might come back to haunt Florida State. We'll see. I know, Jameis, it's all about you. Uh, The other thing I want you to keep an eye on, we haven't talked much about this, that civil case uh, uh, by that, the, the woman that had said, uh, you know, that he had raped her, that civil case is, is going to be starting. And there are some disturbing things coming out in that civil case. I know everyone's probably going to say that's a cash grab, but when you have Jameis Winston's roommate talking about how sorry he was the day after on Twitter to her and apologizing to her, what's he apologizing for if this is mutual? When you have the taxi driver uh, that apparently Tallahassee police never did run down and actually question, uh, and he has some information as far as to her state, and if she was you know, really conscious and that kind of thing, there are going to be some tricky things coming out. We're going to talk a little bit more about Jameis Winston and the NFL draft coming up in just a few minutes. Hey, uh, the, the uh, Carson, California City Council has approved This proposed professional football stadium going up in the Los Angeles area. I've been telling this for over a year now. Football is coming to LA, whether you want it or not. And I know LA, you may not want it. You probably don't want it, uh, but it's coming. And it sounds like there's going to be a shared home in LA. Uh, Rams, maybe chargers, maybe, uh, oh, Philip rivers. What are you going to do? And then the Raiders, uh, I don't know what the Raiders are going to do. I guess they're going to have to try to figure out exactly where they're going to go. But it sounds like they're going to be putting two teams in L.A. I told you recently, when the NFL waived the blackout rule that you don't have to sell out stadiums for it to be on TV, that is paving the way for L.A. to get a team because they're never going to sell out that giant L.A. Coliseum while this new stadium is being built. And we see those tarps up there in the stands. We know what there are. They're not people. Hey, the NFL schedule was released last night. And, you know, a few things kind of stand out to me. Uh, there are a couple of things that kind of caught my attention when I looked at the NFL schedule. Um, that opening weekend and, and that first game, Pittsburgh at New England, it, it, I don't think that's even a close game. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Pittsburgh comes to play and we see something a little better. But with if you're without your two best players on offense, and yes, I'm including Ben Roethlisberger, um, if you're without your two best players on offense, I think Pittsburgh's going to struggle. You're playing in New England. You're playing, uh, you know, in front of a, a home home team that just won the Super Bowl. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be an uphill battle uh, for Pittsburgh. But here are the here are a couple other games that opening weekend. Sunday night, we have um, the Giants at the Cowboys. The Giants, I, the Giants are horrible. Maybe they're a little improved this year against against a Cowboys team who ought to be solid. That's not a great game either. Monday night. We have the Eagles at the Falcons. I'm seeing a trend here. Are they stacking up all the good games for later in the year? Because I'm not seeing any good games uh, in this first weekend. Am am, am I missing something here? Raymond's here. Like I said, Raymond's here in studio. I want to get your thoughts. Uh, When you see, here's your, here's your primetime games. Pittsburgh at New England on Thursday night. Giants at the Cowboys on Sunday night. Eagles at Falcons on Monday night. And then that, that second game on Monday night is worse. Vikings at 49ers. Vikings actually might be improved. The Niners are horrible. The Niners have lost everyone this offseason, including their coast. Anything stand out to you about that that opening weekend on those primetime games, Raymond? We're off to a slow start, I would say. Um, uh, 
no games particularly stand out. Um, I would like to have seen New England maybe play one of the divisional teams uh, that first weekend. I think that would have been a better, uh, a better look for the NFL. But yeah, nothing stands out. I'm. Well, and, and the thing with New England that I'm looking at, and, and it always seems like things just happen to just magically break their way. And I don't, I don't know why that is. I don't know how it always kind of breaks that. LeGarrette Blunt just quits on the Steelers and they just happen to sign him and it just worked out so, so neat. And, and there was never an investigation in that, but it just always seems like, like things kind of break. Uh, really, really friendly, uh, for them. I, like you said, I would, I would much rather have seen a divisional team. I would like to see Miami or Buffalo. I don't know if I want to see the Jets ever. Uh, but you know, there's a couple of those teams. I, you know, I know they have to play Philadelphia or Dallas this year. You're telling me that wouldn't have been a better, a better matchup for opening night. Instead, they're going to give them, uh, Pittsburgh, you know, with, with one hand tied down. So that doesn't appeal to me much. Uh, hey, you are a Bills fan. I remember from back in the days uh, of doing the radio show. How does the Bills schedule shape up this year? Um, I like the way it breaks. Uh, I wish we would have had more prime time games. Uh, the trip to London, I'm not really too excited about. Um, Who are you playing? I'm playing Jacksonville. And, uh, in, in London, that should be a win, hopefully. Uh, right now, we're the paper champs, though. So I just got to see how things break but yeah, i would have liked to have seen more prime time games we have three which is more than we usually get but okay with the quarterbacks you have on your roster you shouldn't have any um let's let's be clear about that uh you have who who is going to be the guy this year are, are we going to end up going back to to uh kyle orton somehow is is he going to end up back in a bills uniform and starting again because i feel like um who do we have? You have you have uh, EJ Manuel as your starter. Is that who your starter is? Um, that's what I hope is going to end up starting. Uh, we do have Matt Castle. I hope he never comes anywhere close to the field. Um, and we also have uh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor from Virginia Tech. Is it that kid? Yes. Wow. Yeah, he's not getting anywhere near. He's your he's your punt returner. Um, let's look let's look at Buffalo's schedule. You got you open you open at your first two games home against Indy and home against New England. That is rough. And then at Miami, who always seems like uh, they at least play you guys tough, that is a rough opening. You guys could conceivably be 0-3 to start the season. I doubt it, but, um, yeah, we do start off a little tough, um, which is no problem. Uh, I would prefer these home games, though. I wish we had more home games later in the year. I think it's a benefit for these teams to come to the Buffalo early in the season. They kind of get away with that. I want them coming later in the season. But. The problem with coming later in the season is that you have a blizzard. No one can get into the stadium later in the season, uh, which we saw last year. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of a, you know Thanksgiving this year. And and by the way, quick quick side note: you guys play Jacksonville in London. I can't imagine even Londoners are going to want to want to watch that game. That is a horrible, awful game to watch. And it's and it's only going to be available on uh, streamed internet. And it's not going to be on live television. We're going to have like a Netflix NFL game. Wow. Hey, uh, your Thanksgiving games this year. We've got Philadelphia at Detroit. That's a pretty solid game. You've got Carolina at Dallas. Uh, should also be a pretty decent game. And then you've got Chicago at Green Bay. Green Bay will be retiring Brett Favre's jersey at the end or at halftime of that game. Should be interesting. It's funny because you start looking at the schedule and we're so eager for football right now. We start looking at these schedules and we start going, well, okay, they're going to be one and oh, they're going to be two and one. They're going to be, let's see, they'll be 11 and five. We don't have any idea where they're going to be. I don't have a clue where they're going to be. Uh, but as we get further along into it, we'll look at these schedules a little more close. Don't forget next week. 
next Thursday, the NFL draft begins. And on the podcast next Wednesday, we will give a, you know, a pretty good preview of the, of the NFL draft, give you an idea of who some of the teams are going to be selecting, who some of the top players are, and maybe are there a couple of sleepers in this draft that someone could steal and get a good, good bargain later in the draft. Now, Raymond, you're talking about, uh, you know, we're talking about this game against Jacksonville that the Bills have in London. What I didn't realize, you have tickets to this game. You're going over to London. First off, where is this game going to be played at? It's going to be in Wembley Stadium. Uh, this is my first trip across the pond, and yes, I already have my tickets for that game. First off, that's an awful game. Second off, wh- what do you expect to see over in London? I, I don't have any idea what the what the uh, crowd is going to be like, and I don't know what you're going to be eating over there either. I'm expecting to see every uniform in the NFL in the stadium. Um, it's just a London bunch of different fans from different places, and they I don't know how many Bill fans will be there, but probably every team will be represented in the stadium. Hmm. Um, Rex Ryan comes in this year and, 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 you know, looking at Rex Ryan and, and what he's done in the past, uh, obviously he talks a lot and he's, he's always yelling. He's, he, he reminds me of like a, one of those snake oil salesmen that comes to like the small town and starts yelling about how he's going to, you know, fix everything that, that ails you. Uh, he comes into Buffalo. He's full of bravado. He's going to come in and, and, and start, you know, dancing and, uh, and, and doing some things and, and, and letting you guys know he's, he's out to win and he's going to win everything. Uh, how is it being taken in Buffalo by Bills fans? Are you excited for Rex? Is he just one of those guys that is so engaging? You have no choice but to buy into this nonsense he's selling you? I think Rex is a totally uh, Buffalo kind of guy. Um, it's a blue collar town and he just fits the mold of kicking butt. And I think that's really what the city kind of represents. Um, so I think he's really, he'll be, he's a good fit. I, I love him talking stuff. It's all about wins. So we, it's yet to see he's got some things to prove, but uh, the bravado definitely fits Buffalo. The attitude fits Buffalo. Well, and I would agree with you 100% when you, when you say that he is a Buffalo kind of guy, cause I totally see him splashing on the Aqua Velva, wearing the big gold medallion and driving an IROC. So I would agree with you. I'm looking at the Buffalo schedule and I hadn't looked at it. I'm looking at the Buffalo schedule. Your stretch run from about week nine on, you're going to have a tough run. And, and I keep thinking Buffalo, this is going to be finally the year that they get into the playoffs, but I'm looking at this stretch run from week nine on. You have a tough, tough road you have five of those last games all on the road and they are against tough opponents yeah um it is tough uh five out of six games we have um are going to be on the road and that's in november december so these teams always they get the benefit of not playing in buffalo in november and december that's another way to look at it so i i the nfl definitely didn't do us any favors with the schedule I think that's because they hate Rex Ryan too. Uh, yes, and, and it is a huge advantage to be playing teams uh, in Buffalo late in the season because not only do you have the the crazy fans and 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 the you know the smell of Old Spice, but you also have the weather and the wind and all the stuff that goes with playing in Buffalo. That is a difficult place to play late in the season, and uh, you're going to get Dallas there late, and you're going to get New York there late. But you've got a lot of games on the road. You are at New York. You're at the Jets. You're at New England. You're at Kansas City. You get a home game against Houston, but then you're at Philadelphia and at Washington. I realize we don't know uh, maybe what Washington has or, or maybe what the Jets will even look like. That's a tough road coming down the stretch. What kind of odds are you giving yourself to get in the playoffs this year? I think we'll win um, probably 12 games this year. So with that being said, 
12 games get you in the playoffs. Okay. Well, you've been drinking already early on a Wednesday, and, and I didn't realize when you came into the studio. I thought when you came into the studio uh, that you were going to be sober, and that clearly is not the case. I know 420 was recently. That doesn't mean you have to partake in it. Uh, I, I don't know if you're going to make it. It's, it. You've got a very, very tough schedule. Uh, let me ask you this, because I talk about this every week on the show. I talk about how the NFL seems to bend over backwards to make sure that the Patriots are comfortable, that they have a comfy chair, that there's there's a warm blankie around them. Uh, what is it? it, it Am, am I imagining this, or is the NFL uh, really, really giving to the New England Patriots seemingly every single year? It's been going on for a long time. You're not imagining anything. It's definitely happening. Um, the, the New England Patriots, Bob Kraft, are they report to him. The NFL reports to Bob Kraft, and as a result, the Patriots get all the benefits. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's totally unfortunate. But this year will be the year that the Patriots are going down. The Bills are going to take, what you're telling me is the Bills are going to take them down. You heard it here first, the Bills will win the AFC East this year. Wow. And again, uh, I thought 420 was a couple days ago, but here he is still uh, feeling the effects uh, here in Colorado. Hey, we are in Colorado. Uh, it is a mile high for a reason. We've got to talk about the NBA because the NBA playoffs are rolling and they are going strong. And I want to make sure we get, uh, you know, enough time to talk about the NBA because we got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, you know, last week we previewed who is going to be making the NBA playoffs. We were taking a look at some of the teams, uh, who are going to be getting in based on who they're playing. And, and I, hey, I got most of them right except for the San Antonio Spurs who completely choke versus the Pelicans. And they go from the two seed all the way down to the six seed. And, you know, I've heard from, from, uh, Spurs fans. I've heard from, you know, just some NBA fans and some basketball fans. And they said, Hey, the Spurs are exactly where they wanted to be. They're not afraid of being the six. They planned it. They, they're fine with this situation. Okay. Maybe, but here's a problem. For one thing, uh, they are aging. And, and yes, they, they've gone beyond being veterans and they are now aging. But the problem when you look at, at this situation, when they went from the two to the six, is that you could be looking at two, maybe, uh, you know, three series, if they keep winning, all on the road. And I don't care how good you are. I know that we, we've kind of gotten into this thing where we just don't doubt the Spurs because we know how good they are. But there does come a time when you sit here and say, hey, wait a minute, you, you're an aging team that is chasing much younger players, and you're going to have to go on the road to do it? I don't know. We may be seeing the end of this run in San Antonio. And and, and I don't know about, uh, well, the Spurs planned it, and they're fine with going on the road. They're fine with being the six. No, 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 no. You want to be home. Remember last year how important it was for them? They kept finding ways to win. Yes, they were still resting their guys, but Popovich wanted to be the top seed in the NBA because he knew we are going to need that advantage. Remember two years ago, they didn't have that advantage and they found a way to give that game away to the Miami Heat. They found a way to lose that game in game six. Uh, they, they would love to be at home right now rather than on the road. Hey, as we do every single week, we have to get to our daily dose top five. We do this every single week and this week, you know, I was thinking a little bit about the uh, Brooklyn Nets and you know how the, the, you know, sometimes you just, the way things fall and the way we have divisional and conferences set up, you know, this year we had the Nets get in at 38 and 44. We had the Celtics get in at 40 and 42. The NBA needs to reseed their playoff structure. And when I say reseed, I'm not talking about LeBron's hair. They need to get the best 16 teams into the playoffs. That's what this is all about, isn't it? But this week, Daily Dose Top 5, I wanted to count down the worst teams to ever make the NBA playoffs. You know, there's been some bad ones out there. 
there's been some really bad teams out there to make the playoffs. Not just, not just, you know, kind of scrape their way through. They actually got in. That's why, again, I think they need to receive this thing. We want the 16 best teams. I would much rather see a team like Oklahoma City or Phoenix than I would, you know, seeing like the Celtics or the Nets. Makes no sense to me. They need to change this up. Adam Silver has talked about it, but let's be honest, he's kind of disappeared since he made his ruling on Donald Sterling. We haven't heard much from him since. Let's take a look at the Daily Dose Top 5 Worst Teams to Ever Make the Playoffs. Now, one caveat on this. I didn't go uh, anything prior to, to like 1970, when it was way older, number of games was a little bit different. I didn't go back to the Civil War era uh, when we were talking about those teams. Uh, and the other thing is I didn't look at any strike-shortened years because, yes, there were years that you had a team, well, they only won 20 games. Well, yeah, but they only played 30 games, so that doesn't really count. Let's look at the worst five worst teams to make the playoffs. Uh, the 1996-97 Los Angeles Clippers somehow went 36 and 46 and made their way into the playoffs. You might remember some of these players. Loy Vaught, Rodney Rogers, Bo Outlaw. They were the number eight seed that year and they got swept by the Utah Jazz. Number four on our list, the 1994-95 Boston Celtics went 35 and 47 with D Brown as their leading scorer. And you might remember, and this is one of those weird things. You know, you remember when you had like a Joe Namath wearing a Rams jersey? You know, those things that they, they just didn't quite add up. Patrick Ewing wearing an Orlando Magic jersey. This was one of those things. Dominique Wilkins wearing the green and white of the Boston Celtics and the number 12. Uh, somehow the Celtics scraped their way into the playoffs as an eight seed and they lost three to one to the Orlando Magic. Number three on our list, daily dose top five worst teams to ever make the playoffs. The 1980. 83 and 84 Washington Bullets. No, they weren't the Wizards yet. They were still the Bullets. They went 35 and 47 under such superstars as Jeff Ruland, Greg Ballard, and a very, very young, scrappy kid by the name of Rick Mahorn. Uh, they did get the number eight seed. They lost three to one to the Celtics that year as well. Do you see a trend? How these, how these bad teams do? Again, this is why we need to recede these playoffs. Because we get these horrible teams in and they don't do anything. It's not like they're knocking anybody off or getting these upsets. Let's get these teams out of here and get some better teams in here. The number two team on our list, the 1987-88 San Antonio Spurs went 31-51. and They had Alvin Robertson, Johnny Dawkins, Greg Cadillac Anderson, and Walter Berry. They were swept out of the playoffs by the Los Angeles Lakers. And our number one team. Worst team to ever make the NBA playoffs, at least record-wise. They only won 30 games. They went 30-52. and 52. The 1985-86 Chicago Bulls. You might remember, Michael Jordan comes in. He breaks his foot, and he is out for the bulk of the season, which was why this team was so awful. They were led by Orlando Woolridge. Uh, George Gervin somehow was still playing, and Sidney Green. They make the playoffs and Jordan comes back where in game two against the Celtics and they were out, man. They got swept by the Celtics three to nothing. Game two, Jordan goes crazy and drops 63 on Larry Bird and the Celtics in Boston Garden. You know, that was 19 years ago this week. Just to make you feel a little bit older, uh, you know, our number one 
uh, Daily Dose Top 5 Worst Team to Make the Playoffs, 85-86 Bulls takes it. Uh, so there is your Daily Dose Top 5. Now, like I said before, we had a caller join us in studio today. I would like to thank uh, Raymond from D- from D.C. for joining us. How was the experience coming into studio today and, uh, and experiencing the Daily Dose Sports Podcast live? Uh, was it everything you thought it would be and then some? It really was. I had no idea you worked so hard. So uh, it's good to see it live. Wow. Uh, yeah, you know, we are the we are uh, working hard here. Hey, we will be back to our regular format tomorrow. And I'm telling you, this has been a wild last few days of sports. I don't know what's going on. We had a number of things going on over the weekend. Got a number of opinions flying around in the sports media world. We have a lot of things to catch up with. We will do our best to get you as caught up as we can tomorrow. But I have to say thank you all so much for listening to The Daily Dose on your Tuesday. For all of you that take the time that share the show with someone, thank you so much. It is genuinely appreciated. It is the only way for us to pick up new listeners is for you to share the show. Hey, if you're not subscribed to The Daily Dose wherever you listen, please make sure you click that little subscribe or follow button. Then you will be sure that you don't miss a single episode. Also, make sure you stop by tpublic.com and pick up some of the Daily Dose gear that you know you need in your life. Have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday.